Strickland. I have been fascinated with the unknown and paranormal realms since childhood. After a profound experience with my grandmother's spirit 20 years ago, I have been on a quest to observe, study, investigate, and communicate with the afterlife and beyond. It's been an ongoing journey of exploration and discovery, one that has taught me how mortality and the spirit world are forever bonded through the veils of time. Hello, hello world out there. Thursday, October 28th. I can't believe it. Halloween is in what, three days if I did my math right? Yep, three days. Can't believe it. Hope you're doing well tonight. And thank you again for tuning into another episode of the Afterlife Chronicles here on the WLTKDB network. I, of course, am your host, Nicole Strickland. You can uh, find us on our site, WLTKDB.com, as well as our social medias, just with that uh, handle, WLTKDB, and you'll be there. So before I introduce uh, tonight's guest, uh, has become a really good friend of mine, I do want to cover a little bit of housekeeping, announcement time, announcement time. So again, gallery readings for the world has been moved to uh, Sunday, November 14th at 4 p.m. Eastern. So you can get your uh, tickets there through Eventbrite right on the site, WLTKDB.com. And then, of course, uh, next Tuesday's Haunted Voices Radio uh, has been rescheduled. So we are going to have uh, Pete Orbea, host of Paranormal Pete, on, as well as Linda Myers. Uh, She's a fan favorite as well, as well as Pete. So the four of us are just going to talk again about back to basics. So some really good topics there. So catch Haunted Voices Radio next Tuesday, 6 Pacific, 8 Central, 9 Eastern. And then, of course, uh, the Port Gamble Ghost Conference is coming up uh, November 5th, I believe, through November 7th, uh, headed up by Pete Orbea, again, host of Paranormal Pete. So you can find out more about that at uh, porkgambleparanormal.com, I believe, is the website for that. So this is funny. I think it's hilarious. It just, it's weird. So I'm doing my show tonight, right after I'm going to be on uh, Beyond the Strange with Russ Bailey and Dave Cruz. And then I pre-recorded a show last night with Rob McConnell on the X-Zone. And then I did a talk yesterday uh, for the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena, and all four of what I just mentioned is, are airing tonight. So hilarious how that works out. I think it's funny. But anyways, without further ado, let's introduce tonight's guest, Michael LaShiana. He really doesn't need an introduction. He's been on, he's also a fan favorite. He's been on Haunted Voices Radio. He's been on uh, Paranormal Pete uh, for, on our network, of course, and as many other shows he's been on. So Michael LaShiana. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing? Hello, Nicole. How you doing? I'm doing good. Getting better, as you can tell, right? Yeah, I know. I'm getting back to the land of the living people. It's been crazy. Yeah, I was actually diagnosed with atypical pneumonia. So that came out of nowhere. But, Mm. you know, we're we're getting better. So that's good. So how are you? I'm Thank doing you for great. coming on. Doing great. Um, super busy. Uh, just got back from Gettysburg uh, about a week and a half ago, and uh, spent the How week. How was there. that? Oh, How it was. was awesome. uh, I had a great time. Visited my friends uh, over at the Hoover House Inn. Um, they've just purchased this year, and it's a beautiful 1912 inn, and it's very active. And uh, the folks, my friends, are 
so uh, so friendly and so nice there. So That's, go visit it. Um, just uh, outside hopefully. Of yeah. yeah, I'm actually, I might be coming out next summer with oh, nice. Dale Katz American, the Ghost Research Society. We're, they're thinking of doing another uh, Gettysburg trip. So when they oh. do, I'm there. I, you know, it's embarrassing that I have Please a date. Let me know. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely come and hang out with you guys. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. You'll, you'll be a welcome guest for sure. So let's get into, I mean, you've been on so many shows, you know, the drill, but you just came out with your amazing Amazon prime series journey through the past. Let's talk about that and uh, how that all got started and and why you decided to come out with your own series. Cause I think it's, it's super commendable. commendable. I really appreciate all the support that you and Todd and, and, Pete and everybody has given me, I think it's really helping it grow. Uh, yeah. It's uh, just over four weeks out and it's already got uh, about 44,000 hits. That's, here, that's really. The UK. So it's doing really well. And uh, so um, I'm, I'm actually getting ready to start editing the next episode because I'm doing it standalone. Oh, uh, the fantastic. reason why I originally started to make the series was um, I really had no place to share all the great evidence and experiences I had over the years, uh, other than, you know, getting involved with big production companies and things like that. And I'm not a fan of the production companies. Um, I've dealt with them over the years. I yeah. was trying to get my contact list and things like that. And I saw how, uh, how devious, I'm, I'm being honest about it, uh, very cutthroat. And to me, I think a lot of the production companies and the people that they employ to try and contact people like us, to uh, to get our information and get our clients and things like that is uh, is really all about money. It's not it about is. for them. They don't care about us. Don't care about the paranormal community. No. And so, um, you know, I'm not one that cares about getting on these big production things and and getting involved with them. Uh, you know, uh, sell your soul. That's how I look at it. You're selling your paranormal soul to these production companies just so you could say that you're on some TV show, right? Uh, and that's why I decided to make my own show. And I said, I know nothing about making a show. And, and uh, I did have a background in filming and, and different things like that. So it just took about three years for me to actually put the whole thing together and get the equipment and learn about things. And, uh, and it's really blossomed into something really, um, really nice and natural and, and something that's real. And, and I'm trying to keep it real. So that important. that is so commendable, yeah. and it's it's. Yeah. I can hear the passion in your voice. I can hear that it's that Thank it's you. a labor of love, and I agree yeah. with you with these production companies. It's sad a lot of these producers don't know anything really about what paranormal research is and yeah. and what the afterlife is. Like you said, it's all about entertainment. And it's oh, yeah. all about money. So I really commend you for, right. for giving us and, and veteran you. researchers alike, uh, yeah. those that are beginners in the field and, right. and, and the public a, a glimpse into what what we do and the accuracy of what we've done. So, exactly. Exactly. so uh, your first episode. Yeah, my uh, target audience was uh, true investigators. That's who I was really making this for. Uh, it's not perfect. It's not um, high production. Um, and I wanted to keep it real and I didn't want to be involved with trying to compete with these other shows because it wasn't something I liked anyway and it wasn't right. something I supported. So I wanted to keep it real. And I think everybody That's that really knows what real is, when they watch it, they, they get it. 
you know. Absolutely. And I love, and I've seen your first episode. It's absolutely amazing. And you really show a lot of footage from a lot of your, your case studies. And that's, that's what's real about it. You know, I mean, don't, they're perfect. I mean, I, you know, I'm one of these that likes to strive for perfection when I was younger, as I've gotten older, older, I'm like, no, why am I doing that? Why am I wasting my energy? It's what you've done is, is to me, it's a masterpiece because it's, it's honest, it's genuine and it's, it's from the heart and we need more of that. So I hope this, uh, I hope this starts something. uh, I like to keep it grassroots and and keep it real. Uh, But the number one thing is showing real evidence, go out and really get really good evidence work with really good people. That's important. And, uh, and don't try and overproduce it, you know, keep it real and keep it, uh, you know, to the facts, you know, absolutely. Well said. And your talk about your first episode and, and the location, very historic location that it was filmed at. Can you give us a little history of that site? Oh, sure. Sure. Um, it's called the country squire Inn, and it's, um, uh, down, um, down in Warsaw, North Carolina, which is not far from the, uh, Wilmington, which is the beach area. And it's been there since 1961, uh, originally started as a small log cabin restaurant that the original owner had built back in 1961. And it grew and grew and grew and he had to keep adding and building onto it over the years because it got so successful that uh, it started with 70, we could see 75 people and now it sits over 425 people. And they do weddings and all kinds of events there and uh, it's a restaurant, it's a vintage inn, and it's a winery. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. When you go there, you don't have to leave the property. It's really a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it looks huge. Yeah. And it, just from seeing it in your series, it's like stepping back in time. Right. You really right. feel like you've stepped yeah. back in time. And I love locations like that. And, and so that's with the main. The, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, with the main opener, the place is so big that um, I wanted to do a, a walkthrough and I made a, like a mini tour of myself showing the different areas because most people will not realize how big this place is. So that's in the opener, you will see how uh, I walk through the different areas and I tag the different locations so that you're watching the investigation. You can see which rooms were in and where a certain activity was captured. Fantastic. So with Obviously, history being a huge foundation for anomalous events, what, in your opinion, from researching it so much, what else about this specific site lends it to have a lot of paranormal activity, I guess, besides the history, would you say? Well, the land itself has a lot of history. Um, A lot of the American Revolution came through that area. Uh, It was farming communities for many years. And then... Like I said, uh, in the six, early 60s, this Mr. Joe West um, decided he wanted to create uh, a destination like this. And he started building it by hand with friends and, and neighbors. And they came and helped cut the logs. And he, he built this cute little log cabin. And then as it grew, he would go around and find all kinds of materials from a ba- you know, hotels that were being taken down or old schools. And he would buy all the material he could, bricks, wood beams, anything he could find, and he would incorporate it into his different buildings that he was adding on to the restaurant. So I do believe that uh, a lot of that uh, energy came in through certain materials. And also he has a a building from the late 1700s that was right up the road. And he purchased that for about $1,200 and had it moved over 
to his log cabin and he connected it. And today this is the Baronial Hall and that's the wine tasting room. And oh, wow. that's a very active room and that's where we captured some really amazing things in that old house. So it's, it's really interesting. It, that's so fascinating. It's interesting yeah. to see all the, these layers and, and oh, besides yeah. history, what else can contribute to these hauntings right. and, and, and paranormal activity. So uh, what is your, cause you've been there so many times. I like to ask right. people that have researched places so many times, what's your most, I guess, favorite encounter, favorite personal experience or, or evidence that you've captured there? Well, the first time I ever went was in 2010 and I had heard about the place through local uh, things on the websites and different things uh, through different paranormal groups that were going there. And so I would contact the groups and I would ask them uh, back in the day, years ago, people would actually respond back to you easily and, and talk with you and share things. And so I contacted the owner and asked her to come down. She said, sure, come on down and have dinner and afterwards you can investigate. So we did that in 2010 and I captured the first night there uh, a, a little girl talking to me and the owner. And that's kind of what set oh, this whole wow. thing off uh, all these years later. But it all started with one EVP from that first night. And we investigated for several hours. And, and that's all we got because we were still getting familiar with the place. It was so big. Um, but we caught this one thing. And that really set it off as far as me continuing to go there year after year and, and building a really nice relationship with the owner and, and the staff. And, uh, oh, yeah, I've, I've been there. I've done about 11 investigations there over the years. So. Uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> On top of definitely, other it's a yeah, yeah. It's an ongoing case study for you, and, and yeah. I'm sure that a lot of the resident energies know you there and appreciate you yeah. for for your respect and reverence of them and all of that. Right. Have you right. been able to? And I'm, I'm sure the answer is yes, but have you been able to take some of your your captures and actually verify what is said with them with actual documented history? Oh, yeah, and that's what's great about having the owner. Uh, the owner originally started working there when she was younger, uh, and she's now owned the property herself. She purchased it uh, from the original um, man, Joe West, and uh, she worked for him for years. And he, then he had gotten sick, and he got cancer. And uh, so then it, eventually she made a deal where she would work and, and take, take it over as the owner. And... Uh, so she had uh, so many experiences and all her staff for the last 20 or 30 years had had all kinds of experiences. Uh, and they kind of kept it on the lowdown. You know, they didn't really publicize it and things like that. Uh, even to this day, we are not, other than me doing the show, um, they don't advertise what they have there. And, uh, you know, they keep it real simple and, and they keep it really classy. And that's, that's how I like to do it. Um, they've let me come in many times over the years have the entire property to myself from the time they close till the next morning. So I always have great opportunities. Uh, and I can also, what's nice is when I'm done, I can go crash in one of the rooms and, and go to sleep, <laughs> you know, sleep for right. a few hours before I got to head that's home. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's, that's awesome. really great. And like, by the time I get back to the vintage gym, which is to the side, I don't care what ghost is around me. I'm so wiped out by like six or seven in the morning. I'm like, do whatever you want. I got to go to sleep. And, right. Uh, I know. It's not fun. I mean, it, it is so tiring. I love researching properties uh, more than once or twice. And that's what I do on most of my locations. I'm a, I'm a true researcher. I really 
spend a lot of time and years working on places. I don't just do one or two visits and then make an episode. I, I don't right. know. I really right. want to know the history and I want to know and get to know the spirits that are there. And, and then I brought in other teams over the years to, to work with me as well to see what they capture, to see if I can compare what I've captured mm-hmm. versus what they capture. And we've had similar results, but uh, there's at least at least 15 spirits, if not more, there uh, that we've documented. Uh, all different kinds of folks. So it's very wow. So yeah. who's the little girl? Have you been well, able to verify? Actually, so I think there's two little girls because um, I've captured one with her voice years ago, and then I have uh, in the episode I actually interviewed one of the waitresses that has actually seen the little girl and the way she describes her is much taller and dark hair and white eyes. And she physically saw her for a split second. She was looking through a door and had a small window in the kitchen, looking out and the little girl was running back and forth uh, in that one area and stopped for a second and looked straight at her. And I I give this, this waitress, you know, really a lot of credit because, uh, She's very brave because most people would freak out and run out. Um, right. She's uh, she. So I was very impressed that she had experienced that, and she still works there all these you know these years now. So that's interesting. But there is a photo of a, another girl there, and I think that the photo taken several years ago is actually of the girl that I first caught okay. with the voice uh, back in 2010, and she is shorter and she has more reddish hair. And things like that. There's a photo of her that um, a patron, actually, you know, a guest that was having dinner, um, actually turned around and snapped a shot, and she was standing on the stairs. So they actually have a photo of that, and uh, definitely two different, two different girls altogether. Wow, that's two different girls. Do you think they're connected or related in any way, or do you think from different time periods? Really hard to say. This is really way of no, no, really way for sure. Yeah. I know That's that the girl that captured three times on recording is the same girl because she sounds the same, even though there was a difference of uh, eight or nine years between me capturing her. It's this very same brogue type uh, accent. So wow. I think they captured the same girl um, three times. So that's interesting, you know. That's that's awesome. You know, with that, we're going to take our first break, folks. So you are tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles. I'm your host, Nicole Strickland, of course, with tonight's guest, Michael Lasciano. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Meet Nicole Strickland, one of the leading San Diego paranormal researchers. Nicole offers a gentle and humble approach to working with spirit energies. Being the founder of the San Diego Paranormal Research Society, Nicole is no stranger to the unknown. Due to Nicole's vast knowledge of the paranormal, she is widely sought after for speaking engagements on topics like Children of the Paranormal, Paranormal Investigation 101 and 102, History of Spiritualism, and more. Not only does Nicole research the afterlife, but also writes about it, and is the author of several books pertaining to the paranormal and its history. Nicole has appeared on television shows like My Ghost Story, Travel Channel's Famously Afraid, Good Morning San Diego and more. Have a conference or event coming up? Contact Nicole on her website, authornicolestrickland.com. That's authornicolestrickland.com. 
20 minutes past the hour. Again, you're tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles with um, your host, Nicole Strickland, of course, with Michael LaShiana. And before the break, we were talking about uh, his series, Journey Through the Past, which can be found on Amazon Prime. If you haven't cap or seen the first episode, please do so. It's amazing. And uh, we're talking about the honesty and the integrity and the genuineness of it. And there needs to be more of that in this field. And of course, the country squire in, correct? The country squire in. That's right. The right. Country, so squire talking, in. country squire in, talking a little bit yeah. about the history of that and some of the paranormal claims. And yeah. of course, the two little girls. And you, you said something before the break that is, it, it's a very important point. And a lot of people, I don't know about a lot of veteran researchers, but some people getting into the field might believe that, oh, you know, let's go do one investigation at, at a maybe a haunted uh, site or a private residence. You know, let's do our eight hours. And in that eight hours, we're going to absolutely know what's going on. No, you right. said you need to have many nights or many days, yeah. many cases done to understand what's going on there historically and, and, and paranormally, if that's a word. So that's very important. And I, I, yeah. I can't agree more. So, so I like to ask people this, you're a veteran in the field. You've been around for a long time. Yeah. Are you happy? I mean, based on what we were talking about earlier, I can kind of glean the answer, but are you happy with, with the way that current paranormal research, the field of current paranormal research is heading? Like how, what would you suggest needs to be changed? Yeah, well, um, I'm not a fan of these big production shows and I really never have been, um, you know, years ago when the first shows came out, um, they were interesting and people always say the same thing. Um, even if they, you know, and I won't mention any names, so I don't want to get in trouble. Um, but, um, they always say the same thing is, Oh, well, I don't really watch the show. I just watch it to see the locations they go to. I'm like, well, yeah. why don't you, if you're a real researcher, why are you wasting your time watching some TV show that's fake? Right. You go do your own research and be a real yeah. investigator. So, you know, I, I find that people say that all the time and I find that it's, uh, I don't know, but I am not happy with, um, what's being put out there. And a lot of it's all big productions. And, uh, and it's sad because a lot of these people that are on these shows, they don't get paid a lot of money. Uh, and I know what, what fees are paid per episode for people. And you probably do too, because you're familiar in that scene. Uh, it's not a lot compared to what the actual production companies are making. They're making right. millions, mega millions off of this stuff and advertising and things like that. So, um, so like I said, that's what really pushed me to want to create my own series and if you like it, great. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Change the channel. I get KLS. Uh, I'm making this real and raw, and I'm I'm being genuine about it. And uh, and that's and and to me, I want to show the most important thing in showing these types of shows is real evidence. And that's a problem I have with. Uh, you can watch all these shows, and nobody has yeah. any. They'll have something that's in a dark, yeah. shadowy room, and it just looks like it's produced. Um, if you've done this long enough, like I have, and you can look at something and say, yeah, wow, that's something interesting or that's mm -hmm. something fake. Uh, and, you know, we can we can look at something for a few minutes and know if it's genuine or not. So uh, I, have a, I haven't seen too many shows out there that I've actually seen real evidence. So it's and then with the scary music and they're in the dark and they're running around and they're all scared. I always think it's so funny. <laughs> if you are truly an investigator and you've been around the spirits for a long time. 
it's not scary. We're not scared of spirits. And exactly. when these people are on these shows and they're scared and they're running around, I laugh because I'm like, you're not a real investigator. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I look, I've had an apparition this close to my face. And, yeah, it I, will suck the yeah. wind out of you. It will. But it should, if, if you're the right person for this work, it should energize you. It should not scare you. And uh, exactly. I don't know enough. I've, I've, uh, I get energized by it. And that's, maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't know. <laughs> well, there must be something wrong with me because I, yeah. I, I get energized by it too. I, I think I can yeah. only recount one situation where I felt like I should exit the building, but that was one time out of right. all, you know, so many In all these pieces. years that you've been doing it. And I have yeah, one, and people always say to me, do you have one experience that really scared you? And I, I right, tell them uh-huh. one thing, and it's so funny, and it's not what you would think it would be. It was at a really cool old mansion, and the house oh, was, wow. you know, it had old furniture, was covered with all the sheets. It actually looked like something uh-huh. out of Scooby-Doo, and it was right, a beautiful right. mansion, and we were investigating, and I had people in different locations. And so I went by a window area in this huge parlor, and I turned to look. I was right by the window. It was a big window bay, and I turned, and I saw a full-figure person right here, and it... I jumped and what it was was they had a mirror from the floor to the ceiling mounted on this on this wall and it was me standing right there. Oh. <laughs> when I turned and I saw it in the dark, it looked like somebody standing and I jumped and then I started laughing. I couldn't believe That's it. That's hilarious though. You it, uh, I was like, oh yeah, my god. You're and scared of your crazy. own <laughs> Yeah. So uh, that's the only time that I've ever been really spooked. And I've never been spooked all these years in doing this work. It's a uh, it's just fascinating to me. Yep, um, me too. I have the same answer. I yeah. mean, that's a standard answer or question yeah. we get. So what's your <laughs> scariest, you know, encounter? Right. And it's like, I, I have to think and rack my brain. I can only really uh, think of one. And that was many years ago. But, uh, you know, it's something that I'm finding too is, w- especially with private residence uh, requests, especially right. more in the last, I would say, three or four years, I'm seeing more and more people emailing thinking they have something malevolent or along the lines of demonic. And I attribute that to a lot of these shows. Are you Mm -hmm. seeing that too with your requests? Oh yeah. When I was, when I was doing a lot of residential, I don't do them anymore because I'm so busy now with the series and things like that. And what I started noticing in the last few years before I stopped doing the residential, when I would interview people on the phone, I would always sit there and I'd write down everything they say. And one mm-hmm. of the first questions I would always ask them is, oh, do you like the paranormal shows? And I'd play it up like to see if they were yes. fans. And yes. most of the time they would say, oh, no, 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 we don't watch those. And then I would uh, call them back another week or two later, and I would ask them the same question. And they would have forgotten what they told me. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we love all the shows. Because they knew I was getting ready closer and closer in the scheduling something with them. And those are the ones that I would not go to investigate. Because yeah. what I was finding was, People wanted to be on shows, and so they were contacting me and having mm-hmm. us come in. And then I found secret cameras of them recording us while we were investigating. And when I found that, I, I stopped the investigation. Oh, that's... I told them to come back. I said, here's your cameras. Take them back. Oh, well, we were just trying to get extra evidence. And I was like, yeah, okay. But at the time, all these shows were looking for people to submit their stuff so they could pay them to be on like my ghost story and things exactly. like that. Exactly. And so it really got tainted to the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to have to start making contracts for all different things. And yep. because people were starting to get really sneaky and I was like, you know what? 
I'm not going to do this anymore. I said, I'm going to stop doing the residential because uh, it was too much work that people were, you know, uh, they really wanted to, they wanted to be on TV. That's all they wanted to be on. And uh, they were trying to use my groups to do that. And I was, yeah. wasn't having it. So I put well, it out. Yeah. So, we're yeah. experiencing that too. And that question, yeah. that's great that you have that on there. Cause we ask the same thing. Do you watch yeah. the shows? And it's, right. I'm, I don't do as many private cases as I used yeah. to anymore because I'm finding what you're saying and other things. And probably out of all the requests we get, we probably take on less than 10%. Right. There's like a huge list yeah. of criteria that needs to be met before we do that. I, but it's, I have it's one really friend on her own group and she has 135 question form that people have to fill out. And they, she sends it to them, they have to fill it out and then she reviews it. I'm like 135 questions. Wow. That's <laughs> and I, and I, I read it and I loved all the questions, but I was like, oh my God, this is like, that, I, yeah, I that's, that's, that that's much expensive though. Yeah. And I didn't want to put in that time and that work to have to do that. I run a full-time business. I have a family and, and I'm trying right. to do my own project. So I said, no, I have to step away from this. And I have helped a lot of families over the years. Um, my biggest thing is that I can go in and really, if there's something there, I can capture it and get good evidence. That's that's my niche, um, right. more than anything. I don't remove spirits. I'm not a ghost buster. I don't consider myself a ghost hunter, even though I am the heritage hunter, um, because I just really like to be what I do. And I really do love to document things that are there and, and help people so that they don't think that they're crazy. I mean, I had so many clients where the husband may not believe anything is there and the wife is experiencing things or the kids are experiencing things. And then to go in and actually capture recordings of things and photos, uh, that makes them, that puts them at ease because, uh, you know, there's always somebody in the family that doesn't believe or is not skeptical or doesn't have the experience. So of course, yeah, you have to, you have to deal with the family dynamic. And one of our yeah. ways for weeding out, I guess, the serious versus those that, you know, may want to just get on TV is we say, well, fill out our questionnaire form online. Once right. we receive that, we will pursue further. And if we don't, then a lot of times we won't get it. So it's like, okay, right. if you're really concerned of what you have going on in your house, you're not going right. to take 10 minutes to fill this out. I mean, you know, so, exactly. Exactly. but you said something I like, I like when you said I'm not a ghost hunter and that's something no. that I always say to you. I, get I don't like time. that. Yes. I hate that term. Even though I am the heritage hunter, but that's I'm, I'm hunting the heritage and then what's connected to it. So, right, yeah, that's completely I am a different. hunter, uh, you know, in that sense, but I don't like the term ghost hunter, ghost buster. And, no. and there are people that are that, and that's fine if that's your thing and that's what you're into. And, right. and there's thrill seekers, and we can go on about thrill seekers and things. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, but I don't like that fine line where, you have somebody who's a researcher and doing a lot of work and spending years doing things. And then a thrill seeker that has a group on the weekend with all their buddies and their friends and they get together and they go have fun. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, right. But I don't like those people to be called researchers because what are they researching? They're going to having fun. They're kicking back. They're buying all the little toys. They're using little flashlights. They're using apps. Um, that to me is not real research. Uh, yeah, exactly. Go learn the history, go study the history of how the paranormal research first started in the late 1800s and, and go all the way back and learn, you know, learn all these different things. And you'll get so many great ideas from these 
forefathers of the paranormal that you'll Absolutely. learn. Absolutely. Um, oh my goodness. So, and I, I don't bash anybody because you know what? Everybody has a different thing. And yeah, this can definitely be entertaining and there's a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, I take it seriously. And, and the groups of people I work with, we do have a lot of fun when we go to restaurants and we eat before and investigate, we, we rack yeah. it up and we have fun and, and things like that. But when we go to work and we go to investigate, we get really quiet. We separate and we're really there to, to actually you know, see what's there. And I've gotten rid of a lot of people over the years that were just there for entertainment. Um, even yeah. when I ran a public group and I was teaching people, everybody wanted to go on investigation. And then it would take me a month for people to contact me. Like, did you even review your evidence? Did you go yes. through your audio? Oh, yeah. well, I did this. I didn't do this. I didn't have time to do this. And I was like, look, do you want to be connected to this group? You have to do it and do it as fast as possible. I said, uh, I run a full-time business and I run multiple groups and I'm doing it. And, uh, I want to see if what I'm finding is connecting with what they're finding. And all those people I employed over the years, nobody ever came through. Um, there were one or two people that actually did what they were supposed to do. But out of like 15 people, people were lazy. People did not review. I'd say, well, how are you reviewing? And one of the girls was like, well, I, I review at work. And I know she was a nurse. And I was like, how are you reviewing at work? Well, I sit at my desk in the office while the patients are coming in. I'm like, how do you think you're going to be able to review and hear something if you're in a work office? <laughs> so, so right there, I knew after four years of her working with this, that's why she never got anything because she wasn't taking the time to sit down in her right. home and be quiet and actually listen to the audience. Now people, you know, want to be connected and they, you know, they want to be involved in a group, but then they never really want to work hard at it. And that's, that's why it's I got disappointing. From it, is. Yeah, it is. And I've been there. I've been there I've, I've, with, yeah. with my team, cycled through many people. Same right. situation. I've echoed it the same old. things you've said. It, it gets, gets old. old. It, it really gets old. old. I know you've had forms and different things that people have to fill out over the year. Oh, yeah. Being yeah. your group. And then they still don't abide by what you've had them agree to. <laughs> so it is what it is. That's, that's the general public. That's why, uh, that's why I didn't create this show for the public. I really did created for hardcore people that are really into true investigating. You know, that's, and that's, that's your my, audience. That's, my that's your work. audience right there. Yeah, exactly. So let's talk about your teams. You have the Heritage Hunter Society, and then you also have, uh, what's your Raleigh, North Carolina one? The Raleigh Paranormal Society. It's still active as far as being up, but that was the one that I would let anybody from the public join. Okay. And I would take them out. I must have been insane because it wasn't like I had the extra time to waste. And I would let the public come in and I would take them to different locations. I'd rent the battleship North Carolina. I did wow. that several times and bring them on the ship to investigate. Um, and, you know, like I said, it, it never panned out for me. I was just looking to find, if I could find five to 10 really good seasoned investigators that I trained, that would be awesome. Cause then I could send them out on their own while I'm still doing my projects, I could set up things for them to go investigate. But that right. was uh, was never the case. And I, I told people from the very beginning that this was a public group and you own the group too. And what you put into it is what you would get out of it. Exactly. And I was always told that, oh, well, this is your group. So, uh, you know, you take care of this, you do that. And, I, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to shut this down. I said, because after four years yeah. with people, I just got burnt out and, uh, in one year, I did 16 investigations with the public group, not including what I was doing separately. So I was done. I was burnt. 
<laughs> I've learned my lesson. Yeah. You cannot be nice to the public. I'm sorry. Uh, if you're running a ghost tour, that's fine. That's fun. That's cheesy. And you're just going around telling stories. And that's fine. And it's fun. And that's entertainment. But uh, if you're trying to run a public uh, investigation group, that's, that's hard. It's hard to do. It is very difficult because, yeah. you know, there's there's a different psychology to someone with the the thrill seeking mindset versus the actual dedication and then all that to the paranormal research standpoint and there's so i mean there's there's annals and annals of articles and 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 and, uh uh protocols and things like that from our founding fathers there's all these papers and all these documents available for us it's like but it's i'm seeing the field go down a more sensationalistic route and getting uh, away from that acad- academic route. And I, I, I wanted yeah. to turn, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know if it will at this point. Um, I don't either. Social media and all these things and people wanting fame. Um, there is yeah. no fame in this work. I mean, I always tell people that <laughs> exactly. we are not famous. We're not supposed to be famous. If we're doing our jobs right, you're not even supposed to care what we're doing. You should just be amazed at what we're finding and what we're sharing. And that's what I'm about. And I'm not trying to make myself famous whatsoever. I like anonymity. I really do. And I, yeah. I'm not, a, uh, growing up as a kid, I was very shy. And uh, so I'm really not, even when I produce my show, uh, I, I focus on the other team members and things like that because it's not about us. And it should not be about the investigator. Um, the only thing it should be is, wow, these people that I'm using or that I'm working with or me myself, they're very serious about what they're doing and they do a really good job. That's if all these shows out there would actually do that, we would have some amazing captures. But that's not the case. Um, when you have people running around the dark and screaming and this and that and getting big paychecks, they don't care what they capture. They'll make up no. any kind of crap. You know, put a cat in a bag and say it's haunted or something, whatever. Just bury somebody <laughs> in the ground in a casket or whatever. Whatever, whatever they think will sell. And, and the public, it, it's sad, is is buying it, and yeah. they really think it's so great. And, I, and I, I watch how these people talk about all these shows and I was just like, very foolish. But that's what they're looking for. They're looking for instant instant shock, instant thrill. Um, you know, just like yep. the science. Everything Ratings, is nowadays. Nobody has patience and, and wants to put the time into it. So, uh, yeah, and it makes it harder and harder for us. And there's some really great uh, parapsychologists out there that have put in 40 years or more and they're really treated horrible in our community as far as the general public and TV shows. And these folks are trying trying to make a living and they're really good. Uh, I won't say any names, but I have my favorites that are out there. There's only a few uh, these days. One's out of California and his name is Lloyd. I know. Yep. (laughs) I knew you were going to say it. Yep. I know. And and Barry and some other folks and they have some really great people and they don't, they're struggling to get by, you know, they're, they're doing their seminars and they're trying to educate, but like people don't even take them seriously. And, and meanwhile, they've had more experiences than uh, most of all of us put together. So, um, it's, it's a shame. Ironic, they, in a way. Yeah. I, I see a lot of that. And, uh, and I talk to them here and there and, uh, you know, I just feel that that's the kind of core circle that I want to be connected to. Um, and not so much. I'm not, I'm not a parapsychologist. I'm not, I, I wouldn't want to go to school for that. Um, I, I like what I do and, and my background, mechanical background, that I'm able to, to use that in investigating. Uh, but I like oh, to watch, yeah. I like to listen to what they have to say because I learn a lot from them. So if everybody would just focus on 
some of the more educated people. Uh, and I've even seen in the paranormal and I've mentioned these names and they start laughing. They're like, well, who are they? They're nobody. And I'm like, well, you're the nobody. You're not, you're not the one with any education. And, uh, right. you know, um, you know, we should all really be a big core family, no matter where we are in the world, we should all be connected some way if we're really serious about this kind of work. And, uh, and I do feel that with people like you and, and other people that I work with, it's a huge uh, family. Like Todd always says, we're a big family. Well, it's, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's and the important. more you meet people that are like you, um, it's definitely more of a family member type thing and a, a really nice, true community. So when you say the paranormal field, uh, I don't look very highly on the paranormal field these days. Um, you know, with all these conferences and everybody just getting their little pictures with all their famous people that they want to be connected to so yep. they can then put it on Facebook and show that they're, they're connected to that person. Uh, what is, what is that show? That is joining. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, you know, I attend these conferences. There's some great ones, but yeah. you know, you'll have people going to some of these and, and treat it as though it's a, you know, a vacate, a weekend vacation where there's drinking uh, involved. And I'm uh, not, look, I love my, oh, I, can tell wine, you some but, I can tell you some really good. Oh, oh, me too. And it's like, <laughs> You know, I mean, not not to say that you can't have fun, but I understand completely right. what you're saying, and I agree with you. And it's it oh, just yeah. it, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh my goodness! But at, on that note, let's take our second break. Uh, so you're of course tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles with our guest Michael Lashiana. So we're going to take a quick two minute break, and we will be right back, folks. Stay tuned. <laughs> Looking to launch your new masterpiece? Then try something new with Moonbow Publishing and Publications. At Moonbow, we have a strong desire to serve authors in a powerful and meaningful way. After all, you've poured your heart and soul into your writing and we fully understand and respect that. Remember this, you will own the copyright to your work. You will have the final say on your work before published. Even after all of that, we've saved the best for last. We won't take a percentage sold. Nope, not a penny. Excited about MoonbowPublications.com yet? We thought so. Take advantage of our company's services like book editing, formatting, and covers, publishing, and photography. Moonbow Publishing and Publications has everything you're looking for in a company. Remember, we will not keep any commissions. We are a boutique publishing company focusing on spiritual, health and wellness, and personal growth genres. So come and see what we can do for you at MoonbowPublications.com. That's MoonbowPublications.com. Moonbow Publications, a new kind of publishing company. minutes past the hour and you're tuning back into of course the afterlife chronicles with our guest tonight michael lashiana and we were talking about some of the prevalent issues going on in today's paranormal field and uh, what can be improved of course and i agree with everything you're saying i've been there done that it's it's and i'm not trying to bash people um but i am tired of doing it so many years and seeing focuses put on things that 
are not genuine to what the work that we're doing. And uh, I just wish that people would be more serious about it. And there's a lot of great serious investigators and uh, people out there across across the world. And it's so nice that we can do blogs like this and podcasts because now we're getting to connect with everybody uh, from here to the UK and, and all over. Yeah. So I'm loving, I'm loving these shows that you've created. And it's so nice to, uh, to just work with people and meet people all across, all across the United States like this. And to share, Absolutely. and so like all these shows, I try and give uh, opinions, and I'm not trying to bash anybody, but I do want other people similar to me to be able to have somebody that they say, "Hey, well, this guy thinks like I do, and uh, this mm-hmm. is how I feel." And so, uh, and like I said, it's it's nice to connect with other people that are, are like minded, you know. And there are, we're out there, we're out there. It's just, and we have to yeah. stick together and continue to blaze our trails, and you know, yeah. it's. Hopefully one day uh, we'll, you know, everyone will wake up and then we'll have an epiphany. Wow. But until then, just keep blazing your trail. Keep doing what you're doing. Like I say, advice. don't even worry about them. Just move on and just do it now. Don't waste time. Exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. Go do your work. Go do what you want. Don't pay attention to the 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 community out there. Uh, forget about them. Move on and, and go do your work. And that's like I always tell people, I said, you know, this is, you really get into it. If you're starting out, you should really learn your craft. I've said exactly. that a lot over the years. I like anything. I'm a musician and I'm a licensed contractor and I've learned my trade over the years. Well, this is a business too. And it also is uh, something you need to learn uh, how to research and do things like that. So, you know, well uh, said. yeah, if you do that, um, you'll be successful and don't worry about TV shows. That's um, that is not where this field should be. It, it should be <laughs> focusing on, really great things. And I love to connect myself with other people that have captured amazing things. And that's how I build my friendships. And, and yeah. most of the other teams that I work with, they are all really serious. They're all really great people. And they've all had great experiences. And that's how I connect with them. And I know, okay, this this is somebody I like to be around and somebody I want to work with. And Absolutely. If, you, if you do that, no, no matter where you go, what state, what country you're in, um, you will always find very similar people. And and yeah, we can't worry about, I cannot worry about the paranormal community with their flashlights and their phone apps. Um, they can stay exactly where they are forever, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that is not investigating. If you're sitting no. there with a flashlight telling it, turn it on, turn it off. If you think that's <laughs> investigating, then more power to you. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, the good old spud pickles, ghost radar. Hey, that's fun. But that's, I agree. I don't think yeah. these apps are, there's a lot of credence no. to them at all, but, uh, no. um, you know, um, but so if you, for someone, let's say you come across someone that is really, you think is really dedicated and really wants to get into the paranormal field seriously, what would be your three main tips of advice for them? For someone um, that you know is going to be, well, really if I come across somebody that ha- has had their own personal experiences first and they're questioning, you know, what they experienced and things, even growing up as a child with uh, spirits in your home, uh, I have a lot of friends that are investigators that a lot of them had those experiences. I didn't. And so that always put them on that path. I always yeah. tell them the same thing. Uh, start out like I did. Read books. And nowadays with the Internet, my God, you could sit on your phone all day long and read things. Right. And nobody wants to read anymore. Everybody wants to, and you can watch documentaries and things like that, but don't watch these stupid TV shows. Don't. <laughs> it's not investigating, and it's not teaching you anything. And, and there are some really interesting people 
that are investigators that are on shows and you can learn from them, but why bother with that? Just go do your own research, become your own researcher. So learn that, learn. Uh, I love how people take pictures and then everything is paranormal. And meanwhile, they don't oh, even know. Gosh, I know. They don't know about lens flares. They don't know about dust, things like that. So what I've always told people is when it comes nope. to photography is strive for really high end captures like an apparition, you know, um, versus an orb, uh, which, you know, I have some orbs that are very interesting. I have an orb that's going like a cross and it's like this It's going in two different directions and it's fiery, like orange. And oh, that's that to me is very interesting because that's not a round thing. And it wasn't yeah. a flash photography it was in the dark and even bugs cannot create what this was doing. This looked like a cross. And, uh, so there are interesting photos out there, but you have to really understand photography Learn about it. Learn about the cameras, um, video cameras, same thing, audio. Learn about this equipment. So many people go out and buy and spend all this money on things. And don't and know how to use it right They don't even know how to use it. And if you yeah. ask them a question, they kind of get defensive. And that's when you know that they, they like, you know, hey, what lens were you using? Were you using a, a 24 millimeter? You're using a, you know, a 50? Uh, you know, we doing some bokeh work with it, you know. Um, Nobody knows. And so I really love when I meet people that are really into photography, they get into the field because they know about their cameras. And uh, so when they do capture something, they could try and debunk it themselves. And the same thing with audio and the same thing with video. And those are my three favorite things. Uh, and I do love thermal video. I, yeah. I use it a lot. Um, in our series, one of my good friends captured an amazing thing that's in the series, in the episode. So, um, so yeah. We, we're finally getting some tools that we can use that are affordable. Uh, I remember the first thermals I looked at were like $15,000. Oh, right. I, I like, remember oh, I'll never own one of those. And now for two or $300, you can buy something uh, very similar. Exactly. Um, and I've had, uh, and the other problem I run into a lot is I come across a lot of people in the paranormal field that think that they are experts. Oh, and my gosh. Because they put out a book or two. They think that they are like an amazing gift to our community. And then they're very negative about pretty much everything. Uh, and they put a lot of people yeah. down. I had one author, uh, I won't say who he is, but he was out there bashing about the FLIR little cameras, the little thermal cameras. And he's saying, but people don't know what these things even do. And, and it's all false positives and this and that. And meanwhile, we know what we had already captured with it. We captured this woman floating in front of us. And it was amazing. And he's out there bashing on Facebook uh, about how people don't know anything and, and they're using this thing. And, and so I wrote him on the side and I said, hey, I said, before you go out there and bash everything, I said, have you, do you own one? No. I said, have you used one? No. I said, so then why are you bashing this piece of equipment that right. is really good for our field? And for the money, it's, it's worth having. There aren't a lot of things that are worth having in our field these days. But this is something that you really can capture some good things. And so I, I sent him a little clip of what we had captured. And, man, he changed his story completely. He's like, oh, my God, I, I just didn't even realize. I'm like, well, then why are you shooting off your mouth, um, you know, and using all your big followers that you have on Facebook and you're bashing it? Uh, and I'm, yeah, not, for, I'm exactly. not getting anything from any sale. I'm not involved with any company that sells things. But um, I think it's a really good piece of equipment to use. So uh, I, I agree. I agree. And I call those Absolutely. the armchair armchair experts. <laughs> 
Yes. Yep. I've used that term too. And I agree. There is no such thing. How can anyone profess to be an expert in something that hasn't even been proven? But you know, it's, it's, I I like to call myself a student of the paranormal, you know, I don't, and I'll, if people refer to me as an expert, I will kindly correct them. I'll say, well, no, I would, I know there's no such thing. Right. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, And I rather be called a researcher because what I am doing is researching. Um, exactly. And I do, an, and I am an investigator. Um, I was, my background was, uh, I went to school for criminal justice and I was going to be in law enforcement um, until I came to my senses and realized, don't do that. Don't, don't get involved in law enforcement uh, for me. And I went into the plumbing field instead. And I'm glad I did because I actually use a lot of what I do for a living in investigating. And oh my goodness. Absolutely. Better than being a, a police officer. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have a lot of family members that were police officers, and that's great. But so if I was going to go into the law enforcement, I would have definitely went into being the detective. That was I, you know, it's funny. I would have yeah. gone back if I had to go back to school again. I, and I was just talking with my mom about this the other day. Right. I was like, you know, I probably would have gone down either crime scene forensics or something right. in detective work. So me too. I, I love all that. And I love all the yep. shows. I always watch them. And so I'm like, this is even better because I am an investigator and I get to investigate invisible things, <laughs> which is really a, a huge puzzle. And I'm not into jigsaw puzzles. Can- I'm not into crosswords. My wife loves all that. And me, I have no patience for it. But I'm like, but what we do is one of the biggest questions and puzzles and mysteries. And so to me, it's exactly. And I love it, you know. Yeah. Just connecting two pieces is, is great. It just makes me happy all around. Oh. So it's oh, yeah. been such an amazing time having you on tonight. I would love to have you back on in the future. Yeah. And you're great too. You have so much uh, wisdom to offer and experience, which is great. Oh, so how can people reach you? What are your websites and your social media channels and all that? Well, I mostly do through Facebook. Um, I had a lot of websites and things over the years and they never got a lot of hits and it was hard to communicate yeah. with people through them. So I do, um, right. I do, uh, emails. I do the heritage hunter society at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, okay. Michael Wachiana, uh, at, you know, Facebook. I have the heritage hunter society on Facebook as well as uh, locust gap productions, which that's my production company that I created to Fantastic. do my film projects and things like that. So yeah, you can find me that way. And, uh, and I'm one that, uh, you know, you text me or write me. I, I write people back. That's that's how I find other new friends, and I make a lot of connections. Is actually by responding to people. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. I think that that's important. Some people never, you know, you write them, and a month later, you may not hear from them. So it just uh, depends on who you are. You know. That's very true. Well, thank, thank you for having you me so on. Much. I really always enjoy being on, Nicole. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get you back on in the future. Uh, Like I said, great wisdom, great experience to impart. So thank you very much. Have a happy and safe Halloween. And to uh, our listeners as well, have a happy and safe Halloween. Next week, it's just I'm going to go solo and just share some of my, it's part two of my ghost stories series. And then on the, let's see, I pull up my calendar here. And then on the 11th, I have uh, Seth Michael and Tristan David Luciati up in the Pacific Northwest. And then on the 18th, I have Brandon Wainwright. He's the author of Tyson's Gift. Uh, Very amazing book that I'm reading right now. So really cool guests coming up. But thank you to you, Michael, for coming on tonight. Thank you you again. Thanks, everybody. And 
Yeah. Thank you and have a wonderful night and have a happy and safe Halloween. Good night, guys. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody.